would like to preface this with Danny and I have been together <laughs> for, it'll be 10 years mm-hmm. in, no, it'll be nine years in April, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Yeah. Nine years in April. What day? April 7th. Damn. Not the oh. 15th. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, we've been together for a long time. Mm-hmm. So, when we finally get married, it's, n- I mean, you know, we're not... We've lived together for almost as long as we've been together. Yeah. So it's not going to be anything, like, new and exciting. It's just going to be like, and we're home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But let me tell you, fucking nine years ago, did I ever think (laughs) that this woman would be such a bridezilla? (laughs) I cannot deal. (laughs) So... We have spent months mm-hmm. talking about her suit, her bespoke suit, which is going to be the cutest fucking thing. It's being made through a company in London, mm-hmm. and it's adorable. Mm-hmm. She but picked good shoes. I saw the She shoes. picked real good shoes. They're adorable. But let me tell you, she carries around <laughs> a, a swatch, like yeah. a, a fabric swatch. Yeah. And compares it to every fucking blue piece of clothing <laughs> we come across and goes see it's just this is this one's just a little too blue I, I really was looking for something a little darker than this and then she'll compare it to something else and be like see this one's royal blue but this one I'm just afraid and I swear to god we've been talking about this blue I'm so sick of hearing the word blue <laughs> We went to the fabric store today. Mm-hmm. She went to pull out that color swatch, and I was like, "Don't you dare!" <laughs> Put that back in. Put that back in. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But is it gonna look good with this gray? It perfect. Get the blue out of my face. Oh. <laughs> and then we went. We went through a. It was smaller. It did not last for several months. We are not still agonizing about it, but we did go through. A little rough patch with the shoes as well. Oh, yeah. Going back and forth on the color and trying to find what are essentially like a men's style shoe mm-hmm. in a women's size. I think she actually ended up buying like children's shoes, <laughs> like, <laughs> like boys' shoes <laughs> because she's got little baby feet. Yeah. Saves money. It does. Yeah. The men's shoes were like mm, upwards of, you know, 150 bucks. Yeah. And I think she got these for like 40 something. That's good. Mm-hmm. It pays to have little feet. Yeah. But. <laughs> Can't relate. It was. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> nope. You got those big Islander feet. <laughs> I got, I got those big, uh, I don't know, Scandinavian hoofs. Scandinavian. We use them. You use them for climbing trees. I use mine for snowshoeing. <laughs> I think that's how that, I think that's how that works. Nature gave these to us. Uh, they sure did. Blessed us and cursed us. Oh, yeah. Danny just reminded me to to make everybody very aware. I'm using Kiana's own description of her, her big islander feet. That no, is... She's not. Shut your fucking mouth. She's a liar. I'm lying. This is my We had own. a whole conversation at work about our, our wide Fred Flintstone feet. And she's like, oh, no, mine are islander feet. They're yeah. for crawling up coconut trees. Yeah. <laughs> Natural selection gave me no arches. And, you know, 
It's hard to find a pair of shoes. <laughs> it is. See, I have real high arches, mm-hmm. but also just big, wide paddles. I'm a pretty quick swimmer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Same. Another, so, yeah, I, I bet. Mean, yeah. Natural selection. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> I love that. Oh, hello. That's so great. <laughs> We're so surprised to listening. <laughs> I didn't see you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. I'm naked. Oh, my God. Oh, hello. <laughs> and poking your head through a window. <laughs> Could you not laugh in the house anymore? <laughs> I don't remember what episode that was, but it was a funny one. <laughs> I, <clears throat> Kiana with the Islander feet. I am Kiana with the Islander feet. <laughs> The and, word am. and I'm Cassie uh, with, you know, just Scandinavian hooves. Scandinavian hooves. That's right. <laughs> I like, I like hooves. That. Hooves. And in the building with us is, of course, my <laughs> dainty feet Danny. Dainty feet Danny. <laughs> oh, dainty feet Danny, who I'm going to marry very soon. <laughs> As long as she doesn't pull out this colored swatch anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah. Welcome. This is that Broad's Got Moxie. Hello. The Thank podcast. you. Uh, yeah, the podcast. Thank you for joining us. We're uh, we're doing our thing. Mm-hmm. This is the second episode. We are recording this particular evening because that's how we do. That's how we do. We gotta listen. We like to have weekends to ourselves. We sure do. But also, for the last month straight, we've spent every weekend together. <laughs> I like it. I do, too. I'm having a real fun time. I often think, though, does Seth just sit at home and be like, when, when is she coming home to me? <laughs> he, I've, we have a big party planned, and he's working on computer programs. Perfect. And for fun. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, oh the week that this comes out is the yeah. weekend of the party. Perfect. I can, I'll just tell you the title of it. Okay. Even though this is a spoiler because it's just called Eggster. (laughs) Because we like to improve holidays or like events, (laughs) which is why we had the political party. We had a few years ago, we had St. Gabriel's Day instead of Valentine's Day. Uh Uh-huh. And this year we are doing Eggster. (laughs) Eggster. Which is an improvement on Easter. Get rid of all the bad stuff. Keep the eggs. Easter isn't until April this year. Well, you know, that's Easter's okay. fault for always jumping around. We have a friend flying in from Kentucky. We want to celebrate with him. Who cares? Okay, I was like, this is not going to be Easter week because we fly... Well, it's not Easter, it's Eggster. Eggster, sorry. So... Eggster apparently is happening a fucking month before Easter, but this is how we do. Yeah. Do you want us to throw it while you're off getting married? No, I don't. I really exactly. want to go. <laughs> I'm going to need you to work around my schedule. Thanks. It's just called Eggster. Eggster. I'm super excited. <laughs> Can we dress up as bunnies? We have... There's no dress code for it. For this okay. one. Okay. Okay. We but... should, everyone should wear pastel. Or <laughs> <laughs> come dressed as an well, Easter egg. <laughs> this is... Okay. I don't want them to get mad at me for spoiling it. Okay. Don't... No, no, don't. Just don't no, spoil but... I want to tell you. No, you can't. Don't. Okay, no, I won't. I won't. Okay, I'm so surprised. I can't wait. Okay. It's going to be great. What, do I go first? Yes. Okay, I'm going This is episode eight. 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 Oh, oh, man. We're getting so close to ten. We got... Oh, excuse me. I've got the hiccup slash burp, so who knows? Things are happening. 
Uh, yeah, so I'm going first. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, we are taking a trip in history mm-hmm. to back to World War II. Okay. Okay. So, we are going to talk about a group of women <gasps> called... Don't spoil it. I don't. If it's the, it might not be the people. They're called the Night Witches. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the group I was talking about. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's the best. Holy cats. <laughs> this might be so. The excitement on Kiana's face right before I said the Night Witches <laughs> was at 100%. I was... And then I said it and she went, Oh, and just completely blank faced. <laughs> I'm still excited. Okay. Night Witches is cool. It's a great name. I thought it was the group of, uh, well, no, I don't want to talk about it because I no, think I want to do don't it. talk about it because yeah. I'm going to talk about it. Well, okay. and then the people who I want to talk about, I want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. So let's just don't forget me. shut the fuck up. <laughs> I want to know. No, she doesn't know. <laughs> Shush, we don't know. Okay. Episode of Spoilers. <laughs> It is ever one after the other. Oh, for Pete's sake. I just pinched myself in my belt. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't wear a belt. On look purpose. At this, look at this waist. <laughs> I don't See have that? one. I should wear belts more often, she clearly. <laughs> Transformed a dress. Boom. Boom. That was so funny. So yesterday I went at work. I was like, oh, is that a new dress? And she was like, no, I just put a belt on an old one. <laughs> Boom! New dress. <laughs> I have. I so I like wearing dresses every day. Pants are dumb. Pants are not dumb. Pants, but... aka leg prisons, <laughs> cannot contain these thighs. <laughs> uh, is, I'm a dress only type of, type of gal. Um, that's true story. But I own like I own like ten dresses. I don't own that many. Oh, and it's like. Ten black ones that I throw a different cardigan on, or like a scarf combination, and and it works. And then I belt it every once in a while. Exactly. And then I save my other five colorful dresses for every once in a while. So I have that That's... orange one, that green one, that pink one. Mm-hmm. All cute. I have a blue one. Maybe I only have four. Oh, and then I have my yellow like flower dress. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, funny story. Um, so we're at we were shopping the other day, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Look at all these cute dresses. We're going, I want to preface this with, we're going to London and I want to have lots of cute things to wear. Yeah. Including, but not limited to some cute dresses. So we're, I buy these dresses and one of the reasons, real quick, one of the reasons why Kiana and I are such good friends is because when I met her and we started working together and talking, I was like, we're the same person. (laughs) She's just like me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, except I wear pants and I enjoy pants, but also I like a dress. So we're, we're shopping. I buy all these dresses and we get in the car and Danny goes, oh, wow. The one thing that, uh, that differentiated (laughs) between you and Kiana, huh? Wow. The transformation's almost complete. (laughs) We're slowly becoming one person. We are melding. (laughs) Except I love cats and Kiana's afraid of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, which is why we're in the podcast room 
I all the time. Up, <laughs> I grew up next to cat breeders who were also, this is not a joke, Nazis. Oh, no. <laughs> Those are bad guys. Yeah. Ooh. And so now I think all cats are Nazis. <laughs> you did not specify that when you told me you didn't like cats. Yeah. My cat's not a Nazi. He's definitely of the Aryan variety of cats. He's, <laughs> He's about as white with blue eyes. One blue and one green. Mm-hmm. He's, yeah, I mean, he's... But then Iggy is, you know, she's like, she's like a she mixed race cat. Claws. She sure does. That's scary. She's, she's, a, she's a beast. I prefer my dog. Bark <laughs> Ruffalo. Bark fucking Ruffalo. <laughs> the greatest name for a dog. S- close second would be Glenn Close's dog. Uh, Groucho Barks. <laughs> we, just, we love a punny name. Have you ever heard of a dog named Bark Obama? No. <laughs> I think that's just fun. That is a good one. Uh, anyway, okay, where are we? <clears throat> oh, you're about to tell me the, about I'm the about witches to tell of you the about night. the night witches. Night witches. Night, witches of the, the night. witches of the night. Aren't they all? <laughs> so, the pioneering women of the all-female 588th Night Bomber Regiment were a crucial Soviet asset in winning World War II. Their mission was a success when they bombed the shit out of the Nazi headquarters. Damn. Damn. Mm-hmm. So, right at the top, Marina Raskova, who was known as the Soviet Amelia Earhart, uh, she was famous for being the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force, and... For her many long-distance flight records. Damn. So, obviously, Amelia Earhart, you know, she's she's she flew. right on par. She flew a plane. <laughs> she did things. <laughs> so, women all across the Soviet Union wanted to join the World War II war effort, and many wanted to be pilots and gunners because they were pissed. <laughs> um, many of them had lost their brothers and husbands. Or children, mm-hmm. and, you know, had seen their homes and villages destroyed. Mm-hmm. So, Raskova saw an opportunity and petitioned the Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin to let her form an all-female fighting squadron. So, let's just put this into historical context. Soviet Union, I think, at least I do, and I think a lot of people think, not great. <laughs> Yeah. Um, however, in World War Two, they were our allies mm-hmm. because the Nazis were also invading Russia. Yeah. They were a key part of defeating. Yes. They were a huge part. Germany. Of defeating Germany and, Japan and, you know, making sure the bad guys got what was coming to them. Mm-hmm. Um, things obviously deteriorated after that. Uh, because shortly after World War II ended, then, you know, the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, that they were a part... All of that yeah, stuff. Iron Curtain, yada yada. It's what had happened in terms of international studies. History lesson us, girl. <laughs> they, the U.S. and the Soviet Union were allies and key powers to... Uh, in, in, the, in World War II. In the defeat of the... German powers. Yes. What had happened, though, is that afterwards, it, the Cold War started because we had never had, as an international community, 
two world powers. Mm-hmm. So we usually only have one, but this was the first time that we had two. Uh-huh. And it became a competition of who was the best and who gets the power and the profits off of this war. It was a pissing contest. So that's how come we now know... Well, that's how come we now have this idea that the Soviet Union was bad because mm-hmm. the Red Scare. Exactly. We were jazz. we were fighting with them and in competition with them. Yeah. We and weren't we didn't fight with them. No, well, th- th- yes, yeah. There yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> we we went Ooh, chilly. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're going to ice you out because we're better than you are and mm-hmm. vice versa and mm-hmm. yeah. Obviously things didn't go well. Yeah. It was <clears> essentially <throat> I mean capitalism versus communism. Yeah. Whose whose idea was the best? Yes, exactly. Let's see. Okay, so Marina Raskova got got permission from Stalin to to put this fighting squadron together. More than two thousand women applied to be to be on the squadron, Damn. and nearly twelve hundred were selected for duty. And then they were divvied up um, to about four hundred women uh, for each of these three units. Most were students. They were generally young women, uh, ranging from, like, 17 to 26, sometimes, you know, early 30s. So the bombardiers began training at the Engel School of Aviation. Not only (laughs) were they expected to perfect skills in piloting, navigating, maintenance, and ground crew. Mm -hmm. So literally everything. Yeah, got to know the ins and outs. Ins and outs. But they were, they also faced rampant sexual harassment, blatant sexism, skepticism. Yeah. Long nights and grueling conditions. So they were really just thrown into these conditions where we're like, you have to learn all of this. Mm -hmm. Not just how to care for your plane, but also how to fly it and navigate it. All of the above. Yeah. All while dealing with... A bunch of men going, you're just girls. You can't do this. Yeah. Um, in addition to, obviously, like I said, rampant sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. The military was not prepared to deal with women <laughs> <laughs> at all. Uh, so they received hand-me-down uniforms uh, from male soldiers. Okay. And used boots. So Ugh. Danny, dainty feet. <laughs> <laughs> would essentially be given enormous mm-hmm. men's boots. And so they would tear up, like, their bedding, like, their sheets and pillows, and stuff it into the shoes so that their feet would fit. That Which sounds <laughs> terrible. It sounds terrible, but also it kind of makes me laugh because I think of, like, the visuals of, like, when I put a pair of shoes that are way too big on. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> You just look like a clown yeah. with just, like, big floppy feet just, like, thunk, thunk, thunking in front of you. It- <laughs> it's so hard to run in big shoes, oh, though. it's so Cause, hard. Because your mind is used to, like, I lift my foot up this much mm-hmm. and my toe won't drag. All of a sudden, you got something a little too long at the end. You're <laughs> tripping over yourself constantly. Exactly. There were lots of high knees and butt kicks <laughs> happening. <laughs> When these ladies were running, just constantly getting those legs way up in the air. Oof. Mm-hmm. Not my game. <laughs> it probably looked so weird walking yeah. when they got, like, side shoes and fit back. Absolutely. Because they were, like, used to these big <laughs> hopping steps. <laughs> the Soviet Union, they were like, oh, she served in the military. Exactly. Look how high her steps are. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> look at those. What are those muscles called that you that you were talking about on the cat? Hammies. Glute. They got some real strong hammies. Glutes? Their butts? Why did I say that? I don't know. I don't, does that make your butt strong? No. I don't think so. <laughs> they got real strong hammies and quads. Just getting those knees real high. Calves. Calves. Good calves. Just goes naming muscles. They probably had big giant calves like us <laughs> when they were done in the military. <laughs> That's actually why mine are so big. The military? Yeah. And wearing Wait, oversized you were boots. The vet? No. Oh. <laughs> I was like, you were a veteran? No, no, ma'am. But. Um, but you wore big boots. <laughs> I wore. I specifically wore big boots so that I would have huge calves later in life. Oh, really? A fucking detriment. Let me tell you. Oh. Yeah. You need to stop it right now. <laughs> She's giving me all sorts of fake sass, and I'm done with no, it. No, I'm looking at you like a science experiment. <laughs> I'm just interested. I don't like it. I'm intrigued. This is all a lie. I wear as small of shoes as I possibly can. Oh, you were just lying? I was not. Oh. I was kidding. <laughs> See, I didn't think you were. Oh, for Pete's sake. I'm just too trusting. <sighs> I can't. You know what these... Tell me about the night witches. Oh, my God. Okay. Where was I? Okay. So they tore up their bedding to stuff in their shoes. Uh, their their equipment was a shit show also. The ladies flew outdated biplanes, uh, which are based... They were, like, super, like, crop duster planes. Oh, no. Yeah. So, they're, they're just used for training. Mm-hmm. 100% not made for combat. Uh, they, uh, people often call it a coffin with wings. Oh. So. Something you wouldn't want to fly. Yeah, exactly. It's made out of plywood. Uh, with a canvas pullover, and the plane provided zero protection. Was that your phone? <gasps> oh my! I didn't know. It's okay. You get one. No more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No protection from the elements. So flying at night, and we're talking about in Russia, <laughs> and like cold. Eastern Europe. It's cold as fucking balls out. And it said, so they endured freezing temperatures, wind, and frostbite. Obvi. Yeah. In the harsh Soviet winters, the planes became so cold that just touching them would rip off bare skin. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you put your hands up like that? I don't know. (laughs) I like the scary guy from from Pan's Labyrinth. He's like, bleh. (laughs) I don't know when I'm... I don't know. <laughs> For because it's a podcast, you guys can't see. You I can't. And when I cover my eyes, I use the back of my hands, but so my I palms mean, are facing forward. It's more sanitary, so you're not putting your grubby paws on your hand on your face. But I should start drawing eyes. It's it's the funniest thing. <laughs> oh. oh my eyeballs! <laughs> Just glue them to your palms. We'll take a picture and post this on Instagram, guys. It's super funny. Uh, oh, gosh. Okay. <clears throat> also, because they rode in toy planes, <laughs> they couldn't carry much. Um, so they were for- forced, blah, blah, forced to use rulers, stopwatches, maps, and compasses. <laughs> so they're, guys, 
these were the fucking multitaskers to end all multitaskers. <laughs> Flying a plane, using a ruler, trying to use a stopwatch to figure out where the hell they were. Oh my god, they just wanted them to die. Yeah, yeah. Yes, basically. So they had all of those things, but no parachutes, no radar, no radios. So Mm. they're literally up there flying blind while checking the map. (laughs) I can't get from point A to point B without my navigator, a.k.a. Danny, in the car (laughs) telling me where the hell to go. So I'm just saying, flying a plane in the middle of the night with... Nothing to guide you? hmm Holy shit. Oh, my God. I can't even. This is terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, so there were some upsides to these, you know, paper planes they were flying. <laughs> um, uh, they could move, maneuver very fast, faster than the Nazi planes. They were hard to target because, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they weren't expecting them. <laughs> they had an easy takeoff and landing from most locations. Uh, because, well, they just are a little like, and then, and then they're in the air. (laughs) Okay. Some downsides. Under enemy fire, uh, pilots had to duck (laughs) by sending their plane into nosedives. Almost none of the planes carried defense ammunition. So these people, these women are flying these planes and they're, Dip, dive, ducking, and dodging bullets. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they don't have wet weapons on board to defend themselves. So oh, like because they were busy with the ruler compass and... Exactly. <laughs> also, they're, they're in these little teeny tiny model airplanes, and a gun would be too heavy. Oh, my God. Weren't on board. Okay. So, if they happen to be hit by tracer bullets... Uh, which tracer bullets carry a pyrotechnic charge, uh, their wooden planes would just burst into flames. <laughs> there come there there go the uh, the hands up again. The pan labyrinth. The pan labyrinth so hands. Stressed. It's it's bad. It's bad. So they could the the planes mm-hmm. could only carry two bombs at a time. Only one bomb if there were two people in the plane. Because, because, you know. Bomber person. A bomber person. One bomb equals, excuse me, one, one pilot equals two bombs. Two pilots equals one bomb. Yeah. Because, you know, weight distribution in tiny airplanes. So they could carry one under each wing. In order to make meaningful dents in, meaningful dents, that just sounds funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On the German front lines. So basically to make any headway in this. Mm Mm-hmm. The regiment sent out 40 two-person crews a night. Each would execute between 8 and 18 missions every night. Did they just have to keep landing and yes. going back? Yes, they would li- it was just it was like a conveyor belt. Like they would take off, go drop a couple bombs, turn right back around, load up again just all night long. Oh my god. Yeah. It's it's insane. The weight of the bombs forced them to fly at lower altitudes, mm-hmm. uh, which made them much easier to target. Yeah. Hence, their night-only missions. And like, <laughs> look, you have to fly so low that if you try and do this during the day, they'll be like, oh, hey, look at all those planes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but at night, they could really just, like, get 
just get right in there and just yeah. bomb the hell out of these Nazi, like, strongholds. Yeah. Uh, so the planes, each with a pilot up front and a navigator in back. Excuse me. Goddamn hair again in my mouth. <laughs> Traveled in packs. Like, so the first planes would go in as bait, mm-hmm. attract German spotlights who mm-hmm. are swerving around the air looking for airplanes. And so then they would use the spotlights looking for those planes. They would going. they would use them as like, oh, that's where they are. Yeah. <laughs> head head that way. Smart. Yeah. It's super smart. It's like some real strategy. Shit. <laughs> no, strategy. no, no. Strategy. Let me just let me tell you. I have okay. Strategy is a very difficult word for me to say. You were giving me so much shit last episode because <laughs> I can't say fuck every rule. And now we find out you can't say strategy. Who who are you? Why did you come for me like that? <laughs> I didn't think I would ever have to use the word. <laughs> shit. Strategy is a hard word for me to say because I say strategy mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's interesting mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. you would do that. Yeah, you can suck it. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> you shut your mouth. Danny's just to the right of me, just like <laughs> to herself because she knows I struggle with this and I don't appreciate it. She sees the injustice in you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Injustice, my ass. Okay, so. <laughs> So the planes that these women are flying, like I said, very rarely had ammunition to defend themselves. So they would release a flare to light up their intended target. So they're using they're using the spotlights mm-hmm. to be like, okay, that's where they are. But then they would also fly over and light a bunch of flares. Mm-hmm. And the last plane in the squadron would idle its engines and glide in the darkness to the bombing area. Okay. It was this like stealth mode, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, that created their sound, which led to their names. Okay. Okay. So are you following the strategy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You just looked a little confused for a second. (laughs) No, I was trying to think of what sound a plane So. Tell me. Because <laughs> I will tell you, <laughs> because of the whooshing noise that the these wooden planes made, sounded like a sweeping broom. Uh. So the Germans, the Nazis, uh-huh. um, called them Nachthexen, yep. night witches. Yeah. With Nachte- why are we not calling them Nachthexen? Because great word. <laughs> <laughs> It's just night and witch. It is night and witch. I Boom. speak German. Smash it together. Me too. Ish. Very ish. Ambition. Ambition. <laughs> That's about all I know. That and beer. <laughs> Which is beer. <laughs> so the planes, these planes were too small to pick up on radar. There were no radios. Only this quiet whoosh as they flew over, which has got to be, like, when you're like, where is, there's a sound. Yeah. It is right above my fucking head. Yeah. And then suddenly things behind you start exploding. 
it must be very scary. Ooh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So these, they're, the planes are basically like ghosts. Mm-hmm. Like nobody can see them. Nobody knows where they are. They fly right over top your head and then bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> they were feared and hated so much by the Nazis that any German airman who downed one mm-hmm. was automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross Medal. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal. Yeah. And it was, it was a very big celebration. Yeah. Many Nazis believed that the pilots were either criminal masterminds <laughs> <laughs> who were sentenced to fight in the war, mm-hmm. or um, another theory that they held was that they had been, like, injected with some drug to give them the eyesight of a cat. Oh. So both would be good movies. Also, this would be a good movie. Right? Why is this not like a blockbuster hit right now? Hollywood. Just saying. We're calling on you. Fucking get on it. Somebody. One of the who did Wonder Woman? Shit, I can't remember her name. Patty. Patty Jenkins. I'm gonna need you to get on this night witch's business. Mm Mm-hmm. You do real good visuals. I'm just saying. Get on it. Anyway. Which I thought was great because the Nazi, of course the Nazis thought they were, like, injecting drugs into people. Mm-hmm. Because, well, they were. They were like, the yeah. rest of the world must be doing this as well. Those Nazis are bad. Oh, they're bad news. <laughs> bad news bears. So, eyesight of a cat would be great. Mm-hmm. I would run into far less things when I don't have my glasses on. <laughs> Maybe you just need LASIK. <laughs> that also. <laughs> Look, come at me. <laughs> Um, in June 1941, Adolf Hitler launched Operation Barbarossa, which was an in, a, the massive invasion of the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while using female bombardiers, bomb, 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 oh my bombardiers. God, bombardiers, thank you, <laughs> bombardiers <laughs> was not a first choice well, because women were barred from combat, mm-hmm. um, the pressure of the invading Nazis changed that. No. Oh. <laughs> so by the fall of 1941, mm-hmm. the Germans were pressing on Moscow. Leningrad was under siege and the Red Army was really struggling to like <laughs> keep their shit together. Yeah. Uh, so desperate times called for desperate measures. So on October 8th, 1941, Stalin gave orders to deploy Raskova's three-lady Air Force units. Not only would these women fly missions and drop bombs, but they would return fire, making the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat. Oh. So, I'm just saying, clearly communism has its flaws. Mm. But I think it's really fucking cool that they were like, you know what we're going to let women do is take up arms and yeah. defend their fucking country. Mm-hmm. So, That's good for them. Cool. Uh, let's see. So, there were 12 commandments that the night witches followed. Ooh. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm into this. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know what all of them are. But number one commandment was, be proud you're a woman. I think (laughs) there were no words, but we just got a, we just got served so much sass from across the table. 
You know, sometimes words aren't enough, and you just have to use your body. <laughs> you expressed it, girl. Yeah. I think everybody's fucking number one commandment should be, be proud you're a woman. Everybody's? I mean, not everybody. <laughs> I think there's a flaw in your plan. <laughs> she is starting some real shit with me tonight, guys. Because I'm mad at you. <laughs> roll for for rural strategy. Suck it. <laughs> I need to stop saying that. Inappropriate. It's tactless. I'm sorry. I usually like to add my big toe at the end of it. Oh, like suck my big toe. Because oh. that's just kind of funny and gross. <laughs> it's funny and gross. I would not do that. I have clammy feet. You Nobody need, should you suck my clammy toe. everything, girl. <laughs> Danny <laughs> just looked so disgusted. <laughs> She is. I've talked about how I sweat a lot. You shouldn't be surprised <laughs> that my feet sweat too. I tell you what, if Danny were making noise, it would have been. <laughs> it would have been the pants labyrinth. It would have been <laughs> pants labyrinth. <laughs> pants labyrinth pants. Boy, say that five times fast. I will not. Good. Please don't. <laughs> Okay. Where were we? T- Twelve Commandments. Twelve Commandments. Number one commandment for all women should be number one. Be proud you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Because, well, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? Their job was bombing Nazis, obviously. <laughs> but in their downtime, the pilots danced, painted flowers on their planes, and did needlework. Yes to the flowers <laughs> on the plane. Right? I love. Uh, mm-hmm. I, love I found little, some good pictures. That little kiss of femininity. Right? <laughs> Just to rub it in their face I'm a like, little more. Mm, do you drive a... I'm, I'm, <laughs> a wooden coffin <laughs> with what? Wings. Fucking <laughs> wings. Bombing the shit out of Nazis? No. I'm condescendingly pushing my glasses <laughs> up onto my nose, guys. That's the visual that went with that. Yeah, so they're they're doing this badass, you know, dropping bombs on Nazis, flying stealthy, shittier planes, yeah, um, kicking ass and taking names, and then during the day would go back to doing what they enjoyed doing. Yeah, and I just I love the the dichotomy of like mm-hmm. living these two. Could not be more different lives. Yeah. All encompassed into these badass women. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Oh, also, I read that they used their navigation pencils as eyeliner. Ow. <laughs> I, right, I th- when I thought about it, I was like, but I bet it was like. Was it lead? Probably. Oh. So, I mean, not <laughs> great, but I bet they had some real good cat eyes. Maybe. With those nice, sharp pencil leads. <laughs> Man, I, this is a decision I don't support them. I No. <laughs> don't put also, lead on your eyes. Also, ain't nobody got time for a winged eyeliner <laughs> <laughs> when you're, when you're fighting. When you got fighting. wings. When you, oh, god damn it, this one. <laughs> also, just real quick, I would like to point out, Danny came home the other day. And is telling me this story. And she goes, um, Christina wants to know which one of you laughs like an old man. <laughs> and I was like, 
Oh no, she's talking about me. <laughs> have you have uh, you seen the, there's like several videos, but you know the like Windex spray bottles <laughs> that like <laughs> I love it when people have that laugh and it's just like them laughing and then it turns into a <laughs> Windex spray bottle going. Oh, that's good. Ah, Christina, thank you for listening. You <laughs> make me laugh so hard. Thank you, everybody listening. Yeah, you guys are great. Yeah. We love you. Let's see. Where was I? Okay, so their last flight took place May 4th, 1945. This was the night the night witches flew too close to Berlin. Oh. No, it doesn't end badly. Okay. <laughs> Three days after that, Germany officially surrendered. Oh, so they, they had, were scared. They were scared <laughs> because the this air force mm-hmm. had been, you know, heavily, heavily like attacking the incoming forces that are trying to move forward into Russia. So mm-hmm. they're keeping them back. But this particular night, they got a little too close to home. The Germans shit their pants a little bit and then went, okay, sorry, <laughs> we're done, and waved a white flag. Yeah. Um, so altogether, these daredevil heroines flew more than 23,000 tons of bombs. Yes. That was a real bad whistle. <laughs> I can't move. You can't. Let's... Moving on. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just trying to be impressed. Oh. I wasn't making noises. I thought you were trying to, like, make a bot, like a, like a, you know. Yeah, like the... <laughs> yeah. No, I, thought I that's was trying the... to do the, like, you know, when, like, the, the old dad in the movies uh. who's, like, sitting, mm-hmm. standing on a gotcha. fence with his arms crossed and he's like... That was a pretty nice ride you got there. Like, that's what I was okay. trying to do. I see. We're, we're two different pages. Okay. So, where was I? 23,000 tons, which is 46,000 pounds of ammunition, essentially, mm-hmm. on the Nazis, and flew over 30,000 missions. Oh, for Pete's sake. Why am I trying to I don't whistle? know. <laughs> 30 of the pilots were casualties of war, Mm. um, and 24 of the flyers were awarded the title Hero of the Soviet Union, which is a very, very high honor. Doesn't mean much anymore. It doesn't. (laughs) It ain't there. (laughs) It's not a thing anymore. (laughs) Or maybe it increases in value, because you can't get it anymore. That's true. It could be. It's like a DeLorean. Oh, you know. I thought that was an award, but it's just a car. <laughs> uh, so, the, let's see. Uh, the front runner of this badass squadron, Marina Raskova, died on January 4th, 1943. So, the woman who started oh. this whole thing, the whole, and petitioned Stalin to do it and everything, uh-huh. died when she was shot down. Oh. Um, and she na- never, she never made it to, to the front line. Yeah. Which is a damn shame because she made this happen. Mm-hmm. She jumped through all the hoops and crossed all the red tape to, to put this together and to make it happen. But clearly she died fighting for something that she believed in mm-hmm. and, you know, helped, helped us win. Mm-hmm. 
she was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes are buried in the Kremlin. That's very cool. That is very cool. Despite being the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during World War II, mm-hmm. the Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the war ended. Yeah. Which is, I mean, that's basically what what happened here. Mm-hmm. The men came back from the war, and the men went, well, we need all of our jobs back. Yeah. You, you know, go back to... Being a wife and mother. And when... So they had this big Victory Day parade in Mm -hmm. Moscow. They were not included. Because it was decided that their planes were too slow. Who gave them the plane? (laughs) Who gave them this piece of shit plywood (laughs) toy planes? I'm so mad. (laughs) Oh... Yeah, that so all of the, this entire story was just like, yes, mm-hmm. fucking do it, stick it to the man, mm-hmm. show them what a girl is made of, mm-hmm. and then and they're then. like, well, actually, you can't be in the parade because you drive these little dinky, too slow planes, and that pissed me was off. Was the parade only in the sky? <laughs> they couldn't walk. <laughs> That's, that's what I thought, and maybe I, I couldn't really find a whole bunch of information. Maybe they did, okay. but they certainly were not, they didn't take their beautifully paint, painted, like, uh-huh. planes and fly over the parade route because they were like, you're too slow, and I was like, have you ever been to a parade? Because <laughs> people ain't sprinting. <laughs> it takes for fucking ever. Yeah. It does. So... Uh, yeah, so that is the, the story of the Night Witches. That is awesome. I would just like to come back around here. Who did you think I was talking about? I don't want to tell you because oh, I want to do okay, that later. Okay, okay. Well, then we'll talk about it later. We can bring it back around when, I suppose, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully one of us gets yeah. to it first. If you find it, make sure that you... What if I find it and it's the Night Witches? <laughs> if you find it in the Night Witches... <laughs> It's the same thing. I need you to text me and be like, just kidding. I don't have anything to say. I don't think it is because they weren't pilots. Okay. Oh, perfect. Okay. Well, then, yeah. So it's definitely not the night. (laughs) (laughs) Okie dokie. Okay. Great. Um, Two things that I just wanted to say. Okay. If you're interested in the role of women in terms of, like, nationalism and, like, war and efforts and such like that. Mm-hmm. The book Banana Bananas Beaches and Bases. Can you move a little closer to the mic and tell me that again? <laughs> Bananas Beaches and Bases. Okay. I think it's that. If not, it's Do you know e- who wrote it? Cynthia Ennell. And the last name is E N O L E. Okay. And she wrote a bunch of good stuff about it. It's very interesting. That does sound really because, interesting. You know when we think of like War and nationalism, it's usually a male front. Yes. Yeah. But women do have a, a big role in they nationalism. They have a, a huge role. A giant. Everybody yeah. has a role in nationalism. Yeah. It's just <laughs> nice to have it outlined. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and put into words. Mm-hmm. And have someone bring it up and say, oh, by the way, women were fucking involved with this, too. It's not just, you know, this hyper-masculine, like, man thing. Yeah. Okay, and the second thing that I wanted to say, mm-hmm. because, you know, we have, let's 
to give a little recognition to veterans. Mm. Absolutely. Um, the painting on the planes reminded me of when veterans come back. They have PTSD oftentimes. Mm-hmm. And there is a... I was trying to find it. There's a, a video online on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And it's a veterans opera. And it was written by a veteran. Okay. It's about a veteran who is suffering from PTSD. Mm-hmm. And the stage design and everything was painted and created by veterans. Wow. And it it was... Ugh, I wish I could find it and tell we'll, you. We'll try and find it and then we'll post it mm-hmm. so and people can, you know, look into it. And you can, you can watch it. And then there's also a behind-the-scenes thing about veterans talking about how they use art to get... Um, to overcome some issues with PTSD and, like, the stresses that they're put under. And I just think... That's beautiful. We talk a lot about being allies and... Absolutely. We're allies for everybody. Yeah. It does not, you know, LGBTQ, IA+. (laughs) (laughs) I got them all right that time. You know, women of color, indigenous women, veterans. Differently abled women. Differently abled women. All of the above. We mm-hmm. we want to represent you, and we want to be um we want to stand in your corner, mm-hmm. and uh and you know give you the fucking props that you deserve. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. That was a very excellent nice story. Thank you. All right, squirrel friend. <laughs> That's Who are you talking you. about? I'm gonna tell talk to you today about Lisa Nowak. Oh, oh no! Yes, <laughs> I wanted you not to know. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, I was like, "Why does this sound familiar?" I know who this is because I can never remember her name when yeah. I was trying to explain to Danny. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> okay, okay, please. It's oh gosh. Okay. Oh, there is some. So this I'm not is a gonna juicy fucking story. I'm not gonna say my sources because for the listeners who don't know who Lisa Nowak is, I want. I want there gonna, to be a There's an element of surprise. Twist. Oh, real quick. Let me Your cite sources. my sources. Yeah. Um, the Night Witches, the all-female flying battalion that saved Soviet butts <laughs> by kicking Nazi asses. <laughs> <laughs> From the foldingchairhistory.com. It was mm-hmm. written by Elena Burnett. I used Wikipedia and another article called Meet the Night Witches, the Daring Female Pilots Who Bomb Nazis by Night. That was from History.com, and it was written by Bryn Holland. Okay. So, you can enter, you can put that in wherever. I'll okay. Keep it there. All right. Okay. Lisa Nowak. Lisa Nowak. Let me hear it. I'm so sad you... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> She's so sad she almost flipped the table. <laughs> Whoa. I'm just not going to touch anything anymore. That's a solid, that's a solid plan for you. Okay. So, Lisa Nowak... I just wanted to call her a lady of firsts. Okay. Uh, Lisa Nowak was born May 10th, 1963 to parents Alfredo and Jane Caputo in Rockville, Maryland. At the age of six in 1969, she saw the Apollo moon landing on television and immediately became interested in the American space program. Mm. A few years later, She became even more interested in the programs after seeing the introduction of female astronauts into the space program. Mm -hmm. Which, throwback, were recruited by Nichelle Nichols. That's right. Yep. Lieutenant Uhura. Yeah. Did I say that right? Uhura. Uhura. Yeah. 
I'm the biggest Star Trek fan. It's a uh, good for yes. you to ask. Yeah. <laughs> can't. I literally cannot. From a young age, she knew she wanted to go into space, and in 1985, she received her Bachelor of Science, uh, she received a Bachelor of Science degree in Aerospace Engineering from the United States Naval Academy, getting one step closer to her goal of going to space. Nice. After earning her degree, she spent six months at the Johnson Space Center, a.k.a. NASA, mm-hmm. for uh, temporary duty before she received her commission from the U.S. Naval Academy and reported to flight school. She earned her wings as a naval flight officer in June 1987, and the year after, she married Richard T. Nowak, who she attended class with at the Naval Academy, mm. and began. at this point, she began working her way up the hierarchy. Yeah, she did. During this time... Lisa and her husband had their first child, who has no name that I could find, which, fine. I don't need to know your child's name. Mm -hmm. Save your privacy. Sure. And that same year that she had a child, she earned a Master of Science degree in Aeronautical and Astronautical Engineering. Jesus. She is just, like, killing it. Yeah. She's doing it. She is, yeah, she's a real go-getter. She's doing the damn thing. Nowak was assigned to the Naval Air Systems Command after logging over 1,500 flight hours and more than 30 different aircrafts. Uh, she was elected, she, at this time, she was then selected for the astronaut program in 1996. Yeah, queen! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Here she completed two years of training and evaluation and became qualified for the f- uh, for flight assignment as a s- mission specialist. So she went, she Dang. is trained to go to space as a, spe- like, Mm-hmm. Uh, engineering specialist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. She's going to make sure that shit fucking works. Yeah. Wow. In 2001, she had twins with her husband. Good heavens. Also don't know their names. Also don't care. Um, <laughs> we don't care about your children. Yeah. We're going to talk about ladies, <laughs> not kids. Gross. <laughs> On July 4th, 2006, her work to get into space finally paid off. And she was sent on a return-to-flight test mission and assembly flight to the International Space Station. It was a 13-day mission, and Noak was responsible for operating the remote arm during the scheduled EVAs. And, um, I put EVAs. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> so don't ask! It's Eva. Eva. Um, Wally. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I said it. So, okay, so she, 13 days, mm-hmm. she flies to the International Space Station, mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's the one who control, she's controlling yeah. the arm to do whatever That's... EVAs are. Yeah, like the, yeah. The grabby arm. Yeah, the grabby arm. Okay. Dang. My sister, by the way, just like, boop, pop this in there. Mm-hmm. She's obscenely good at the claw games, and that's what that made me think of. <laughs> like, she's a really good at navigating. I, she's getting a lot of prizes up there in, in, in the space. Mm-hmm. She'd be good. She should go to space. She- <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure to pass yeah, on that Yeah, could message. you call her? Chels, I found a new career path for you. Extravehicular activity. Oh, that makes sense. Oh. Okay. So the arm, because it's... Sorry if I was screaming in the mic. Instead of going out into space, she operated the arm that was outside Mm. of the space station. Excellent. Okay. While there, the crew performed 
uh, maintenance on the space station and delivered and transferred more than 28,000 pounds of supplies and equipment. Dang. They also produced never-before-seen high-resolution images of the shuttle during and after its launch. They spent a total of 306 hours, 37 minutes, and 54 seconds in space before landing back on Earth July 17th. Wow. That, I would just like to say real quick, mm-hmm. the the thought of being in space... Don't talk to me about it. I can't. I know. <laughs> Kanna's terrified. It's a real trigger for yeah. her. Space, ocean, don't like it. Don't. Too big. Too big. Too scary. Yeah. But... It just, it kind of, like, blows my mind to think that there are people living on this earth right now mm-hmm. who have been among the fucking stars. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They got real porous bones. <laughs> Guys, eat that cheese. Yeah. Mm. The moon, not made of cheese. Not made of cheese. Rocks, basically. That's too bad. Mm-hmm. Better if it was cheese. Ugh. <sighs> Would it be? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Would it stay fresh because it's a vacuum up there? Danny eats these yummy things called moon cheese. Moon cheese? Moon cheese are so good. (laughs) We sold them at Starbucks. Uh And every once in a while, when things were about to go, like, out of date and stuff, and we Uh needed to push sales, they'd be like, open a package and sample it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I sampled it and was like, why is this so goddamn good? <laughs> <laughs> and like $6 for a small pack of right? nothing. Why is this crunchy, dried out cheese delicious? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, cheese is so good. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> didn't we have a full discussion about cheese in yeah. one episode? I don't remember we what We didn't it was. have a full... Di- we ate cheese before an episode. Oh, that's right. And we talked about it we because I ate the wax on the cheese. Oh. Jesus. Yeah. Before I realized right. that, it, that is not what we needed to do. Also, Kiana vomited from eating too much cheese. I don't oh, remember. Oh, yeah. That's right. The vomiting story. Mm-hmm. Which got uh, edited down a lot. I talked for a long time a long... about me throwing up. <laughs> so many anecdotes about vomit. Yeah. that's Danny really did me a solid by taking out. 90% of it. And the whole time she was like, can this please just be over now? Please? I'm I'm done. <sighs> she suffered. Yeah. She really suffered at the hands of Kiana. Yeah. I'm so bad. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So she just landed back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Back to the story. She gets back and she's like, I've been to space. I've done what I've always wanted to do. What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Well, the answer is... <laughs> I'm going to aggressively ruin my own life and mentally scar and victimize another woman because I've lost my mind. <laughs> Here's the twist, ladies and gentlemen. Way to wrap it up into one big crazy ball. <laughs> I What I wanted to happen in my mind when I was writing this down, I was like, I was real proud of myself. I was like, ooh, this is going to be storytelling. Mm-hmm. You were going to be, you were going to be cheering for her. You were going to be like, damn, she's a badass. What's she going to do next? And I'm going to be like, she ruins her own life. <laughs> it's like that part in the Reynolds pamphlet in exactly. Hamilton. Exactly. Exactly. super <gasps> auto-tune. Oh, yes. You ever seen somebody ruin their own life? <laughs> but in this case, her poor husband. Oh, um, <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry that I just ruined this moment for you but i am so 
Oh, I'm ready to hear this. I hope the people at home are surprised. Oh, guys, it is a hell of a story. <clears throat> Bring it on, girl. Let's get into it. So the timeline is unclear, but prior going into space, Lisa had begun a long-term affair with fellow astronaut William O'Flyan. He has a weird last name, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong. Too many E's. <laughs> so many If it is O'Flyan, though, it's pretty funny that it's O'Flyan because he's also an astronaut. Yeah. Get it? Yeah, because mm-hmm. he's all flying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like how I turned into a person from Minnesota. You did, yeah. All for crying uh, ice. That boy uh, is flying. Always flying. Oh, wait, did I just go Irish there? <laughs> you, a little. You went, you went a little over the seas, then you brought it back around to like the Wisconsin area. The... I'm bad at accents. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also bad at just saying things. We know this. Rural? <laughs> Roy? <laughs> So, she had an affair. He had just finalized his divorce, so he was single, but she was still married and became infatuated with him. Oh. Their affair lasted two years. Oh. Which is too long. That's a long... Yeah, that's a long affair. Just get a divorce. Yeah. Clearly, you have made a decision. Yeah. But... The affair lasted for two years, but William had begun to end the relationship in late 2006, so around the time she was going into space. Mm. He was very clear that he no longer was interested in her romantically and wanted just to be friends. Um, But she was very much like, "Mm, no, we're just on a little break. Mm -hmm. And um, so when he... Read the signs. Read the signs. The signs like, hey, I don't want to be with you anymore. (laughs) It was just a, the most explicit sign. There's some pretty pretty big misinterpretations there. <laughs> so, when he began dating another woman named Colleen Shipman, who was an engineer for the 45th Space Wing in Florida, Lisa was not happy. Mm-hmm. Page two, guys. <laughs> it's coming two. at you. Um, a source had claimed that this, in addition to, so this being the affair, yeah, in addition to an unhappy marriage and the stress of a super public career, drove her to make choices that she wouldn't normally make. No. That's the understatement <laughs> of the year? Understatement of the year. Ooh. Um, so after William had broken it off with Lisa, it uh, was his turn to go into space. Mm-hmm. Remember, he's an astronaut. During this time... Lisa, who didn't get the message that they were broken up, mm-hmm. had entered into his par- apartment without his consent. Oh, boy. That's See, called breaking and entering. Using a key oh. that she had. <laughs> it's still called entering. It's in... It's... Yeah. I don't know what that's called, but it's not good. It's not breaking and entering. It's entering, but, like, uh, uh b- bad. It's bad. <laughs> Guys, don't go into anybody's house if they don't tell you to go. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty solid, solid rule. She had to keep, but she began snooping around his house. Mm. She had passwords to his email account and found what is described as steamy emails from space (laughs) uh, between Shipman and William. Between Colleen and William. Oh, boy. (laughs) Can you send emails from space? Yeah. It's like sexting, but you're in space. space. I imagine they'd give you... I imagine the technology in space is good. <laughs> they got good Wi-Fi up there. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, they do a lot signal. of Instagramming up on that space station. Um, <laughs> they actually do. I watch they a lot do. of videos. Yeah, they do. <laughs> but in my mind, this the steamy emails was just Shipman, or not Shipman, because that's Colleen. Was just William 
sending Shipman like, girl, my dick out of this world. <laughs> because he's in space. It's such a bad joke, but I was so pleased. <laughs> You've never been more excited to make an outer space dick joke. Oh, um, oh, oh, it hurts so good. <laughs> so in addition to the emails, you know, mm-hmm. she found a flight itinerary that outlined Colleen's plan to fly to Houston to see him land, spend the day with him, and then fly back because she had to work. Gotcha. So Lisa, armed with this knowledge, uh, began planning mm. to meet up with Colleen in an ill. She allegedly just wanted to talk. But it always just starts with wanting to talk. <clears throat> On February 4th, 2007, Lisa packed a bag containing latex gloves, a black wig, a BB pistol and ammunition, pepper spray, a hooded tan trench coat, a 20, a 20, a two pound drilling hammer, black gloves, rubber tubing, plastic garbage bags, approximately $585 in cash, her computer, an 8-inch folding knife, a map of the Orlando airport, and several other items <laughs> before Jesus. driving the 900 miles from Houston to Florida. Um, we'd like to call that a kill kit. Right. That's what that fucking sounds <laughs> that's, like. That's what it sounds like. And it's that's like, like a murder how-to. Yeah. You don't bring that stuff to talk to somebody. You sure don't. I don't I don't load that up in a backpack before coming and recording this podcast. I appreciate that. I would be very upset if you did. We only expect you to show up with juice and booze. Yeah. I mean, I brought an onion today. <laughs> Two onions. It's true. Thank you very much. I didn't know if one would be enough. So yeah, she brought all this stuff and took and drove. So took, it, the journey took 14 hours and infamously, which is probably when people will start remembering, uh, in an attempt to limit rest stops during the time, Lisa wore adult diapers. I was gonna say, I wonder if this part is true, because I have heard that, and I was like, <laughs> no fucking way. So it, in, after she, I'll get to it. I'll get okay, to the diaper. we're getting there. So, she's now in Orlando. Mm-hmm. She's at the airport. Mm-hmm. She sees Colleen. She puts on a black wig and a trench, her trench coat, grabbed her bag full of weapons, and waited for Colleen at the baggage claim for over an hour, spotted her, and then began to follow her back to her car. That's the most conspicuous thing you could possibly put on. Yeah. A bad wig and a big trench coat <laughs> with a bag full of things well, to... a bag at the airport. Okay. I can concede on the bag, but a tan trench coat in, coat in Orlando... <laughs> With a, uh, oh, you and know I what? betcha. <laughs> no, hold on. You just, I was like, yeah, you're right. This is weird. And then you added on in Orlando. In Orlando. In I Portland, like, not weird. Well, you know, Florida has a reputation for some characters. Sure. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah. maybe that was just, I've been to Florida once and I was seven. I don't But think- maybe uh, a black wig and a trench coat was just sort of like. It's just very like. <laughs> It just seems a little like, how can I look like a super spy? (laughs) Um, I watched the, uh, I watched Colleen giving her testimony in court. Mm -hmm. I watched a video of it. And Colleen, like, clocked it. I was like, this is a weird character on the bus back, on the shuttle back to the parking lot. Yeah, sure. 
Yeah. So it wasn't like a good disguise. No. <laughs> but she didn't. Colleen. Colleen didn't know about Lisa. Okay. Yeah. She she knew William had ended a relationship. Uh huh. But didn't know the person. And I'm sure she did not think that some person would be like stalking her. Yeah. Following her around. Yeah. With the intent to harm. Oh boy. So Lisa was following at a close enough distance that Colleen could hear the swishing of her pants. Too and close. Then, because of this, she was like, uh, I'm in danger, and began running to, uh, to her car to escape. After making it inside her car, she immediately locked the doors, and a second later, later Lisa was pulling on the door handle. Ooh, no! <laughs> if she would have been one second later, Lisa would have been in the car with her. No, ma'am. Oh, that's so scary. Um... Colleen describes a blood-chilling look in Lisa's eyes that were full of rage and glee. Oh, no! <laughs> at, at, the, at the door. Those are two... Those are on opposite ends of the feeling spectrum, to, so to see both of them must be... Yeah, scary. The scariest look to see on someone's face. It's yeah. very menacing. Yeah. Like, Ooh, you're ready for gosh. this. Okay, I'm ready. Once she realized that she couldn't get in the car... She began to cry and, like, was begging for a ride and begging for help. She was, like, trying to manipulate Colleen to think that she was in trouble and was just distraught. Colleen makes a bad choice. Oh, no. um, Because she felt sympathy. There's a woman at your car begging and crying for help. Yeah, yeah. She was like... What do you do? She cracked her window open. It's not that bad. She cracked her window open to, like... Listened to, to talk to Lisa uh-huh. and was immediately pepper sprayed. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> was immediately pepper sprayed. She didn't know what had entered the car and uh-huh. thought somebody threw acid on her, <sighs> which is the scariest thing. Oh my gosh. But her keys were already in the, in the ignition uh-huh. because she was already in danger. Yeah. And began half blind driving away from Lisa. Oh my gosh. And got help from the parking lot attendant. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. So, she's fine. She's just a little bit maimed. Yeah. Not even maimed. Not maimed, but... But, I mean, maimed in that she has PTSD, definitely. Absolutely. You don't she describes... walk out of that and go, you know what? It was fine. She describes the, like, mental impact that the attack had on her. Oh my gosh, that must be the scariest. I've been, like, half mugged mm-hmm. once. Yeah. Which was terrifying. I kicked the man in the shin, and then mm-hmm. he went away. <laughs> And I got into the building I was trying to get into. (laughs) But can I just say for our female listeners. Please do. If you are being mugged. Yeah. They typically just want your purse. Mm -hmm. Throw the purse away from you. Yes. Because they're more likely to go to the purse and then leave you alone. The chance to run away. Absolutely. I'm sure a lot of people already know that. But it's just a good reminder. Just be aware. Mm -hmm. Just be aware. I was not a solid decision on my part. Yeah. Um, But... I, I also read the situation and went, you know, you're clearly, um, I, th- I think he was on something or maybe really, really drunk. Yeah. And that's even scarier. It, it was, but he like, I was literally getting ready to walk into the building. Mm-hmm. Like oh. the door had been buzzed open and oh. he grabbed my, the Bad. strap of yeah. my purse, which was like, oh, like I was holding on to over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. He pulled it. 
I turn around and just nailed him in the shin. <laughs> and then went in and pulled the door closed behind me. <laughs> so, very scary. I have since gotten over it. It doesn't worry mm-hmm. me. But just be aware. Yeah. If somebody, if you can hear somebody's fucking pants swishing behind you, mm-hmm. um, turn around and give scratch. them a fucking look and be like, hey, why are you so goddamn close to me in this parking garage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that oh. me out. Heavens, yeah, that's... Nope. Uh, so later, after this incident, after Colleen had gotten help, later that night, Noak was arrested on attempted murder charges and kidnapping charges. Making... I called her a lady of first. Making her the first astronaut to be arrested. <laughs> oh, that's not a great first. Yeah. Uh, this case was thrusted into the spotlight because she was, I mean, the first astronaut arrested they're yeah uh, considered american heroes yeah absolutely you do this girl um and the fact that she allegedly wore diapers on the road trip made this case a huge joke Mm -hmm. after she was arrested in the interrogation room she had said that she wore diapers Mm -hmm. on the trip and allegedly in the car there were used diapers Mm -hmm. but due to legal technicalities the Everything in the car was um, thrown out of court, as in, like, testimonies and stuff. Okay. And because she was not read her Miranda rights, her testimony didn't hold up in court either. Mm. And her and her lawyers do deny that she wore diapers. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's... There's wiggle room. There's there's some some conflicting stories being told Mm -hmm. to, I mean, essentially, kind of... Hold on to a little bit of dignity. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Into, into kind of, you know, self-preservation. Mm-hmm. And her lawyer's going, you need to fucking pull it together <laughs> if you want to not go to fucking jail Get right now. shit together, Lisa. Right? <laughs> God damn it, Noack. <laughs> and it's kind of the media circus surrounding oh, the case. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Was really harmful to William and Colleen. Mm-hmm. Um... And I'll get into that a little, little further down. Get to the end. <laughs> Noak pleaded not guilty to the to the charges, and like I said, due to legal legal technicalities, the statement she gave the night she was arrested was not entered into evidence, and all the evidence seized from her car was not, uh, including maps to Colleen Shipman's home, emails between Shipman and William, and uh, the garbage bags, latex gloves, and some used diapers could not be entered. Mm-hmm. So, if if anybody's into true crime and stuff like that, not being able to include the maps and the emails and stuff makes this not premeditated. Yeah. And makes things a little harder to... Makes it harder to prove. Yeah. Makes it harder to prove that she had the intent to do harm. Mm Mm-hmm. But she did have the bag. The bag that she was carrying on her. Full of... That was still... Things to to harm people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But because, because of the difficulties... The charges were lo- lowered to burglary and misdemeanor battery. Okay. Because of the pepper spray. Yeah. And she pled guilty to those charges. During the court hearing, she said that she was sincerely sorry for her actions and would promise to never contact William again. And she was only given a year of probation for it. Oh. Too few. Not enough. <laughs> not, no, not. Um, it's, it's so, it's so um, hard. Mm-hmm. To the legal system is a is a 
hell of a thing to try it's a and slippery slope to get into. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's not great. But mm-hmm. a year of probation, she didn't even go for... to prison. No, she she didn't really have. She had to like clean up some community gardens mm-hmm. and uh, do some litter patrol mm-hmm. among other things. But like, if somebody chased me down through an airport to my car. Mm-hmm. And then maced me through the window or pepper sprayed me through the window. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. A little bit of community service and having to check in with somebody. It's not even community service. It's just probation. It's just, just exactly. check in with people. That's a little, um, no. <laughs> yeah. And Colleen, because I watched her testimony, mm-hmm. was like, this ruined my life. She lost her job. Mm-hmm. Uh, William lost his job mm-hmm. because of it. She alleges that there was a sort of a slander campaign run against Colleen in order to make Lisa look better. absolutely, because she's the quote-unquote other woman, even though Lisa already was. And that was, that's the thing, is um, they made William out to seem like a man who was cheating on both Uh women, uh when in actuality he had already broken it off with Lisa Mm -hmm. and was fully committed to the relationship with Exactly. Colleen. That's them just have just two grown ass people having a relationship. Mm-hmm. That's that's fine. Not that other types of relationships are not also acceptable to mm-hmm. whomever are in them, but that doesn't make it. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't like you know, do this Madonna and whore dichotomy between these two people. Is that the second time I used dichotomy in this episode? Because I never so use that word. <laughs> I'm so smart, girl. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can't you can't make one out to be the bad guy when it's clearly mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> the uh, not that person. And they had originally, um, if I am understanding it correctly, they had tried to make it seem like Lisa didn't didn't spray up uh, spray paint her didn't pepper spray her <laughs> she did graffiti all over that bitch because it was sort of like oh she was able to drive mm. but like mm. no you do a lot of things when you're scared sure do the human body is amazing <laughs> that's an original piece by Keanu Renee Henry <laughs> you can find it on iTunes <laughs> Uh, Not really. <laughs> you can find it right here. Re- right. Rewind right. it. Right. <laughs> it re- re- Do it again. I forgot the words. <laughs> um, okay. I just think this is interesting because being the first astronaut arrested is not the only thing Lisa is famous for. Oh, boy. So NASA's leave policy covered sick leave, family responsibilities, military duty, and jury duty, but the policy did not contain a word about what to do if an astronaut is arrested and charged with a felony. Mm. So, trying to find a solution to this, um, oh, girl, this sentence is supposed to be up top. She was given a year of probation. Mm -hmm. Rewind. (laughs) She was given a year of probation. And one of the reasons is why her, uh, one of the reasons why is because the, her fellow astronauts supported her in court as like character testimony as okay. in like, this is just a one-time thing. Yeah. Um, which I guess it ended up being a one-time thing mm-hmm. that we, so far. Um, but it, it, I mean, 
being an astronaut is a good is a good character descriptor of like being a good person. Yeah. So now back. Now NASA's <laughs> I'm gonna reread this again. Have fun getting this together. Um, <laughs> now NASA's leave policy covered sick leave family responsibilities, military duty, and jury duty, but the policy did not contain a word about what to do if an astronaut is arrested and charged with a felony. Mm. So they were scrambling to find a solution to this. She was ultimately terminated, because, like, that seemed yeah. fair. But a few months later, William was also dismissed. He lost his job. Uh-huh. And NASA created their first ever astronaut code of conduct because of it. <gasps> oh! <laughs> I just think it's fun. Okay. The same year that she was dismissed from NASA, her divorce uh, from her husband was finalized. Because obviously. Mm Abby. And in 2010, she received uh, other than honorable discharge from the Navy. So she was fired from NASA and went through the court proceedings, but the Navy decided to try her after the court proceedings had gone through. Since her dramatic fall from grace, she's worked very hard to disappear from the public eye and hasn't given any interviews or anything. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's understandably. understandably. (laughs) Um, We are melding into one. (laughs) It's happening right here, right now. (laughs) Um, She's currently living life in the private sector and is, quote, happy. (laughs) Well... Okie dokie, then. Uh, during the legal proceedings following Noak's arrest, William made it a point to appear by Colleen's side. And they are now married mm. and have a son and living their best lives. Well, I mean, congratulations. Way to bring that around. Yeah. Good. If your relationship can survive that. Yeah. Oof. And uh, the end. Excellent. I'm going to say my sources. Yes. So I looked at NASA's astronaut bi- uh, bi- uh, bio page. Dropping boots. I looked at a People's article called Astronaut Love Triangle Lisa Nowak's Life 10 Years Later. Wikipedia and an ABC article called Astronaut Love Triangle Victim Thought She Was Going to Murder Me. And then I looked at the footage from Lisa Nowak's trial. Wow. I. I kind of can't get past this, like, the, oh, this is salacious love triangle. Yeah, like, it wasn't. It was n- <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was just one woman who went off the deep end with jealousy yeah. and the inability to, like, accept. I, not not necessary. Not rejection. I don't think is the right word for it. It was, but it was rejection because she. Had yeah, already, she, so they divorced. Was the, the divorce was finalized between uh-huh. Lisa and her husband, but they had talked about separating because Lisa was so in love with William. Oh, and I didn't mention this, but she wrote like a letter to William's mother saying thank you for the support. We're gonna end up being together. Wow, and then it didn't happen. Mm. Life just didn't go the way she planned. And then, and and then, well, she. <laughs> Decided to go and attack this other woman mm-hmm. who's just trying to live her damn life with her boyfriend. She really was just trying Dang. to live her damn life. She was sending sexy emails from 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 the ground, space. but to space. To space. Wow. How many people are going to say that? I can't. I can't. I get texts from <laughs> across the city. Dirty texts? 
That's none of my business. You can't ask about people's genitalia. Sorry. Was that the last episode? Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just a good rule that we should reiterate. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Be proud to be a woman. And don't don't. ask about genitalia. Mm, Yeah. Keep it out your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Literally and figuratively. (laughs) Unless there's consent. (laughs) I'm, I'm silent laughing over here. Every once in a while, this is when I laugh sometimes, I silent laugh but really get my shoulders going. <laughs> it's true. It's true. There's a lot of shoulder movement coming from across the room. I also go back, forward, and backwards when I laugh. Uh-huh. And it's really wreaked havoc on this bun on top of my head. <laughs> it just has. We were talking earlier about how every time Kiana like, comes forward, her bun kind of explodes with a. Yeah, she, she's, it's like a Dilophosaurus. <laughs> For anybody who doesn't know what that is, in Jurassic Park, um, it's the one with the frilly, uh, The one when it's trying to intimidate people gets real big. It gets real big and, you know, frilly like a big collar, and then it spits the, like, venom. That's, that's a Dilophosaurus. You're welcome. But anyway, <laughs> that's what Kiana's gonna do from now on when people... <laughs> approach her and she doesn't want to talk to him. <laughs> no, I'll just start beatboxing real bad. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, we're full of it tonight. <laughs> and by it, I mean vodka. <laughs> I'm full of water. Okay. Is that it? Is that, that all we got? That's all we got. That's all we got. All right. Well, Thank What's you for up? listening. Yeah, thank you. And please, wherever you're listening, rate, review, and subscribe. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you would be so kind, follow us on our social media accounts. Mm-hmm. On Facebook and Instagram, we are at that Broad Scott Moxie. And on Twitter, we are at Broad Scott Moxie. That's right. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, <laughs> um, you know, suggestions, anecdotes, all of the above... You want to um, email us about dinosaurs? Yeah. Tell us. If I'm wrong, please tell me if I'm wrong about that. <laughs> because that's one of the very few things I remember from that movie. I just remember Jeff Goldblum. Fucking <laughs> <Back in>, right? <laughs> yeah. Chaos theory. Chaos. Oh, teach me about it, girl. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Thanks again for listening. Oh, yeah. I forgot to say the email address. Okay. Oh. Email us at thatbroadsgotmoxie at gmail.com. Almost forgot it. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's it. Okay. Excellent. Bye. Bye. <laughs>